0: By yourself saying we're going to invest in HR, it means that you know people have become a priority for you and I, and I think that says tenfold over the business that you're with instead of paying me I, I, I sort of uh, made this joke earlier you could have went and just sort of thought right right, I'll just buy a car I'll buy a nice piece of jewelry I'll go and buy a house um, but you didn't you decided to to invest in the business um, and put people at the heart of what you're doing and if we get the people element right you are growing your company in the right direction direction. direction
1: guys matt haycox here and for once i will not be starting one of these by saying it's matt haycox and welcome to the matt haycock show because this isn't the matt haycock show this is my new format podcast this is the hr zone um i'm going to tell you a little bit about the plan in a minute but i am joined by a very nervous very fidgety in the background kelly mcgowan who is Hi. My, <laughs> hey Kelly, who is my head of people, head of human resources uh, based over back in the u k um been with me for two or three months now, and um, I was looking for um an idea for some new for some new content for a new podcast you know, to add into my repertoire this year um and I thought that bringing hr to the to the kind of forefront of the things i talk about will be will be very beneficial for me because it helps me i guess get clarity on my story and my journey but also beneficial for you guys as sme business owners or you know wannabe sme business owners because hr i think is probably the one thing that is so so necessary but so so neglected at the same time and i you know and i, I say that from a from a position of total guilt myself you know for 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 years and years in all my businesses i've, I've never i've never given hr the the budget and the you know the consideration it's, it's needed uh and you know i once i realized what a mistake i've been making uh, i haven't just realized i mean i have always known it for a long time and just for whatever reason never gotten around to prioritizing it never gotten around to sorting it um but finally bit the bullet last year because not getting hr right i believe um, and this is my layman's layman's talk on it and we're going to you know obviously get busy with kelly in a minute but i believe it's so expensive to not get it right and i talk to a lot of other business owners you know particularly smaller business owners who don't believe they need it or you know don't believe that you know those costs apply to them and for me that's it's just delusional because you know the cost of hiring the cost of Um, not getting full productivity out of someone, followed by the cost of them firing and having to rehire and start that process all over again. I mean, I'm throwing a guess number out there, but for me, it's got to be, you know, 20, 30% plus of somebody's salary. Now, even if we're talking, you know, lower salaries, you know, 30, 40, 45 grand type salaries, you know, that's still 10, 15, 20 grand of cost, you know, getting it wrong. Um, and believe me I have put it wrong many many times um, and I know I'm not alone so I have bitten the bullet because I think that this HR will not be a cost it will be an investment it will you know save us money in pounds and pence terms because you know we will hire better we will fire less um, and with all the cuddling in the middle because HR I guess is part cuddle um we will get better productivity out of staff across the group and therefore ultimately hr will pay for itself many times over so that's why i'm doing it um but i want to share that journey with you guys so the the format for this podcast really is going to be uh bringing up a, a new hr related topic each week um you know discussing it in depth with kelly um and you know maybe bringing in a few a, a few specific examples of what's going on in our organizations as well obviously without breaching too many confidential confidential matters um, but without further ado kelly welcome i'm sure you're not as nervous now now we're three minutes and you have seen how how easy this is you have to get used to it, used to it each week but just just um Tell us a little bit about you anyway, just so we can set the scene for, fu- for future weeks on this. You know, what, what, what's your HR story? You know, did you wake up as a little baby dreaming of a career in HR, giving, giving cuddles and, and uh, firing letters at the same time? <laughs>
0: Oh, absolutely. No, I, th- I think uh, my childhood ambition, I wanted to um, own and run a sweet shop. So uh, I mean, uh, I'm a firm believer that jobs find people. And, uh, you know, I, I took the, the typical um, you know educational route that uh, your parents expect which was you do a levels you go to uni and i studied languages so french spanish german a bit of latin and i thought let's be a teacher didn't really want to do that Um, So retail found me uh, and that led to HR and uh, I continued my career because I thought, you know what, I I really enjoy it. And I think when you enjoy it, you become really good at stuff. And, uh, you know, I've I've had the opportunity to work for over 25 years uh, in a HR function in a whole host of different roles, learning, doing lots of different stuff, uh, working in different environments you know, from um, in logistics, manufacturing, head office roles, um, in retail stores. Uh, so I think it's been quite an exciting journey and I felt really ready for a change uh, to step away from corporate and, and join your group.
1: Tell me, and I've, I've never asked you this question before, but it just made me think listening to it now. I mean, you, you prior to joining me, I mean, you've been with the same organization uh, for what, 20 plus years? Yeah, was that because they were particularly good at HR, and therefore made you made you want to stay?
0: No, I think um, it, it was such a diverse group, uh, and it was multinational, and um, had some good leadership during that time. Uh, that I was constantly being given stretches, different opportunities. Um I, I never really did the same job for a mass amount of time. Sort of in the latter years, I I ended up being a bit of a fixer. Um So if there was a particularly uh, something that was broken, I would go in. Uh, and because I had that experience and knew the business well, I could probably bring a, a bit of a, a better fix with a my business partner. Um, At the time,
1: but it's interesting what you say though because I mean I guess your immediate answer, your initial answer was no, it's not, not because you were good at HR, but you know, then immediately flipped on to say you know you had some particularly good leadership. Um, But I guess you Mm. know the the little I know of the HR side of things and the little more I'm learning is I would say that HR and leadership do go hand in hand.
0: Uh, absolutely for sure Um, i mean do you know what what's really interesting is some businesses are actually saying that they don't need hr and um you know there's a particularly um you know big company i forgot i think it was octopus energy um and and i think some people just want to be controversial don't they by saying we don't need hr Actually, HR is about the focus on people. And I think, you know, by yourself saying we're going to invest in HR, it means that, you know, people have become a priority for you. And I, and I think that says tenfold over um you know, the, the, the business that you're with. So say, for instance, my previous um, business had devalued the entire role of HR and I saw behavioral changes in people. Uh, people were, you know, quiet quitting. We've all heard of that. And, you know, that impacted the business, its success, its growth. And um While HR was an expensive function, the, to devalue people, um, you're almost devaluing your business and affecting your culture. So you know, for you, you know, instead of paying me, I, I, I sort of uh, made this joke earlier. You could have went and just sort of thought, right, right, I'll just buy a car, I'll buy a nice piece of jewelry, I'll go and buy a house. Um, but you didn't. You decided to to invest in the business um, and put people at the heart of what you're doing. Um, and if we get the people element right, uh, which is really difficult, <laughs> not one person is a, a can influence that but you are growing your company in the right direction. That, that's my view. And when you put people first, you're really, um, you know, you're looking at things, uh, and you're recognizing the way, the way life has changed. So uh, I remember my first ever job and I've had a lot of job titles as most HR people have, you know, we were personnel, officers, personnel managers, HR managers, business unit managers, uh, people managers. Um, Fundamentally, people are at the heart of it. But you know, 25 years ago, my priority was probably running a bit of payroll, uh, keeping up with a bit of recruitment, very instructional training. And it was definitely all about the compliance. Now, a lot of that hasn't really changed. But the society that we live in has dictated the way the the job role has evolved and to me it's i, I love the change it's more exciting you know we've embraced technology so uh, a lot of the the training is done online uh we we just tackle things a, a a lot lot more different than we used to and hr is more instrumental in the operational side of the business and building a strategy with um you know, the line manager and heads of uh, the groups, the departments or the multifacets of the organization, because essentially, I think what a good HR person does, it builds line manager and heads of department and heads of companies capability, because they are the direct link to the people, you know, HR aren't messiahs, are they? they? They can't instruct, you know, some Every person within the business so to to link with those heads of and line managers, that has to be the way that we develop that mindset of people, the growth mindset, get people ready uh, for a journey with a trajectory that goes upwards so and, and obviously, one of the I things,
1: do. one of the things that um, I guess you know, gives HR a bad name, if, if that's the if that's the, uh, if that's the uh, word from you know from um, more aggressive business owners, is you know, oh, HR, it's, it's the cuddly bullshit function, you know um and i mean as somebody who is very not cuddly and not bullshitting myself i actually don't see hr as, as the cuddle and the bullshit. and uh, i mean I, I think i think there's there's a cuddle definitely involved at some point but you know for me it's as it's as much carrot carrot as it is stick or as much stick as it is carrot etc i mean can, can you can you put that into into more articulate terms for uh you know for real business owners listening to this
0: yeah i think if your hr is pink and fluffy they probably are not doing the job justice for you and they're not really serving your 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 business right now it's my belief and my opinion only that hr should be absolutely linked to the whole operation and uh, understand, you know, the job jobs of people, the the working environment, the line manager's uh, requirement, and have a, have a really really deep understanding of the business that they're trying to influence and affect, because to some extent, one could say, you know, I'm your conscience, because not necessarily conscience, but I'll have a different viewpoint uh, than yourself. If you get 10 people in a room, they will all have a different view. Mine has the more laser focus to people, to compliance, to the law, because that's my specialism. So different people are Are good at different things. So I think if you're using HR just as this pink fluffy bit, you will lose your people because the skill of HR, I feel, is to to give the the heads of and the line managers, let's call them that, the capability to lead their teams. So their own, they are their own mini HR. Because, you know, let's not talk about you know, we we can all read books on, I don't know, uh, great operating models, Japanese business models, but fundamentally people decide to work for a boss because you can pretty much get a job anywhere these days. But what makes a job great is having a great boss. A great leader or a great figurehead, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call them, uh, because that makes you jump out of bed and come to work and do a great job. So for us to concentrate, and I know it's one of our key objectives this year, is to invest in um, our people their training and not just through things like professional accreditation, but uh, allowing people to be the best version of themselves possible. So, and everybody's journey is different. You know, some people will flourish just at making those tiny steps. But if those people are making an improvement, however small, you know, surely the business has to benefit from that and line managers that really need to own their team and pass on all of the learnings. And I think um, our group is really, it's it's quite exciting, really, because uh, whilst um, I suppose the diversity and the different businesses that we have, sometimes it feels a little complex. And it takes time to knit them together and make things applicable across the board. Uh, And that's just one of those things. We've actually got such a varied amount and wealth of experience because of the different type of personalities, the different types of leaderships. We've got people. Uh, of all shapes and sizes, capabilities, ages. And I think the beauty of that, that gives us a, a massive library or a massive toolkit of skills where, actually, if we've got a great leader in Stein time with a, a certain skill set, we've almost got a, a, a skill set that we can share across the group. And, and I think that's one of my ambitions. That's one of my people ambitions that actually let's share all the great practice the best practice all of the good stuff with the rest of the group because that frees a lot of other people's time up to concentrate on you know doing the good stuff so Uh,
1: so i guess my my takeaway from you know from what you were just saying over the last few minutes there as well would be that hr isn't a function in itself if you're like well okay it is a function in itself but but the the real skill from that function is teaching everybody in the business to be mini hr people uh, you know because again it's going to depend on business size obviously but you know when you talk about people not working for a company they work for a great great boss or a great leader you know the reality is in in bigger companies you know some of the people lower down that lower down the rung are not going to get you know to have the day-to-day interaction or or the, or the face time you know with, with the ultimate boss. So I, I guess it's about having you know all line managers being great bosses, all department heads being great bosses. You know even sure. if, even if that's a you know a, a department of two, uh, then you know to teaching teaching that leadership skill, those those HR skills you know, across across the board. And HR is not just you know a a room in the, a room in an office or you know a person in a department but it's a, it's a it's a culture it's an ethos it's a, a skill set that you know that every, everybody from from the top now needs needs to learn and embrace to get maximum value and maximum productivity
0: for sure and you know it's only got benefits you know i've, I've never seen any downsides because the benefits is all of this time that you're investing in our people and, and use the term every rung of the ladder. actually, you are building that ladder, you are uh, almost protecting and mitigating risk for the business because you know to to be able to grow skills and develop skill sets with every level, you're almost getting the next level of management ready so you're growing your own talent as you go and you know there's not many businesses do that a lot of businesses rely and connect with external um, applicants or they only use agencies. And I, I mean, I mean, that's quite an interesting point because a lot of businesses are relying on agencies just to go and get a person to fill a job. Let's just go and get a person. If they're a round peg or square hole, it doesn't matter. We're just gonna shove them in there. And you know, I think this group has been guilty of that and we wonder You know, we're we're relying on somebody who doesn't know the business, doesn't know the group, doesn't know the team of people that these people are going to join, because actually it's really destructive to put the wrong personality in a team. Uh, And, you know, say, for instance, we've built, uh, because our business is growing, we've gone and sought more accountants, more bookkeepers, things like that. Now when you've got such a a, a close team and a team who are working together, imagine the damage of putting the wrong personality in there. You know, it slows the job down. It creates, you know, poor relationships and you can't actually grow your business till you've got that complete team and got a a a group of objectives where you're all aligned and you can all work together. So, by palming off these jobs that I suppose um, are HR jobs, um, you sometimes end up with the wrong fit. Don't get me wrong; recruitment agencies are very useful, but I haven't met a poor that recruitment time, agency. Caveat, yeah, right? yeah, and they are very expensive. So I, I probably think um, if I if I had to quantify uh, my say my last couple of wages actually ha, have I paid for it well yeah cuz the direct hires we haven't paid any agency costs with some of the people that we've employed uh, so it, it's not just about money of course it's about knitting together an environment bringing fun you know making it a cool place to work um I'll not go overboard on making it a cool place to work. Don't worry.
1: But and, and tell me then, because obviously as we've been talking a lot about, you know, our group and, you know, you, you, you've come from a, from a bigger organization as well before, but for, you know, for, for the startup entrepreneurs listening, listening to this, you know, for the SME business owners, you know, the, the, the one man bands, you know, how, how small or how big do you, do you need to start getting before HR, uh, you know, becomes a consideration and I, I, I it's kind of a leading question to that and I know the answer to myself well, I, I believe I know the answer I think we've kind of already answered it over the last 20 minutes of talking but you know are you ever too small to need to think about HR
0: no uh, I think if you are a business that just wants to do a bit and stand still and you know just Clod along? No, you probably you probably have made that assessment that you don't. But such as a startup, why bother starting anything else? Oh, if you don't want to grow, if you don't want to be the best, if you don't want to stake your place in the market. So even HR, you know, I I have quite a wide network of HR uh, people who have worked with, people who have met through um, events, and they come in all different guises. So. Um, A person I know, um, she only works one day a week as HR because that's all she actually wants to do. And that's all the business um, can afford that she's working for. But actually, it doesn't matter how big your investment, at least you're investing. um, And if they're recognizing people, that business with that HR person on one, one day a week, actually, they're making good inroads. As the business develops, will it will that person's time become more and more? Yeah, so you know th- that's probably the other end of the scale. Right to some businesses, I've worked for a business where a certain um, sector in logistics had seven layers of HR, so all with different titles, and you know the the in. There was a true recognition for HR. So, you know, you you've got to do what feels right. Of course, it's got to be a commercially viable option because, you know, HR people don't pay for um, themselves. You know, they need paid out of profits and out of the organization. So, it would be foolish if you were a startup to overcommit because, above all, to stay in business, you've got to be commercially. viable hasn't it it's got to be a, a, a decision that you can meet so well
1: that was that was that was number one on our values yesterday wasn't it we're here to make money
0: absolutely and do you know what i've never worked for a business which hasn't had that as a priority and um you know the last business i worked for um you know i i had a, a really uh, bold figurehead um, and it was Ken Morrison who obviously is no longer with us and you know no matter what job you did you know there were some people that got caught up with these fancy job titles you know he, he certainly reminded you your job as a salesperson we haven't got a job unless we're selling and you know that was something that I absolutely linked up with um, the organisation put the operation um, on an equal level to the people side of the business, and understood right from the get-go that do you know what. It can't just be all about people, it's it's all about bringing a balance with the commercial side of it and the people side of it. And sometimes we can't do all of the great stuff for the people because it's not a viable financial option. You know, we want to be this cool place to work. We want to be the employer of choice. but. As I've said to you, I, you know, if somebody asks me to put a roller coaster in the middle of head office, I can't do it because it would be really good. We'd be the best employer in the UK and everybody would want to come and work here, but it wouldn't actually, you know, be, be financially viable. And what is the value of that anyway? So. You know, it's important not to get um, caught over caught up with that. It, it's got to really strike a balance with the commercial side of the business as well. So definitely key priority. You know, people are instrumental to being able to make money. Happy workforce will produce better results. We know that um, so it, it, it all has to blend.
1: Well, listen, I think that's, a, that's probably a great place to wrap up. You know we've, we've given a, you know, we've given a good bit of background to HR, you know, the, the, the pros and cons and benefits and, and everything else. And um, I'm looking forward to coming back in this for future weeks and now getting, getting into the nitty gritty of, of individual things. So you know, for you guys listening, you know, Kelly's going to put a nice framework of, of, of future episodes together but we're going to talk about you know how to hire how to fire how how to perform how to performance manage how to get the best out of people we'll talk about what's topical in the news at any particular time if there is i mean this has been recorded at the beginning of january 2023 uh, and it's only over the last you know few weeks or month or so there's been some it's a big layoffs you know in the american tech companies you know your, your, your amazons your googles your apples your twitters uh, and what's you know what starts with the big boys always filters down to the small ones and what happens in the us always happens in the uk uh, and i think 2023 is going to be a year of, of mass turmoil in the job market. I'm, I am uh, I'm setting my stake in the ground at the beginning of this year and I'm more than happy to be proved wrong but I think this year is going to provide some uh, some opportunities and challenges in equal measures for, uh, for employers and employees. So looking forward to watching it all pan out and looking forward to uh, learning from the pro, Miss Kelly McGowan. So thank you very much for being here, Kelly. Uh, not, that you had, you. not that you had any choice, but I'm sure it was a lot less, <laughs> pe- lot less painful than you thought it was gonna be. And guys, thanks for listening, thanks for watching. Um, you know, as always, if you have been listening, you can watch the video versions over on YouTube. If you've been watching them on YouTube, you can see them without mine and Kelly's pretty face over on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast from. I am The Matt Haycox, that's T-H-E, M-A-T-T-H-A-Y-C-O-X on all things social. And I will look forward to seeing you on episode two of the HR Zone with me and Kelly. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you, bye.